What is the most underrated essential skill for recovery? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Love, love this question, Brandon. And it's going to be awesome to uh, to drill down on this. And uh, let's go ahead and review first, and then we will jump into that question. So uh, this one's called A Critical Resource for Relationships. It says, I'm a recovering addict, and my wife and I listen to this podcast so much that we affectionately call it BAE now for short. My D-Day was eight and a half months ago, and we found this podcast together about five months in. We were both struck by how real and practical the advice is and how relevant every episode seems to be to our circumstances. It's such a resource to me that my first thought when I encountered a new hard thing in the healing journey is, I bet BAE has an episode about this, (laughs) end quote. They always do. Ashlyn and Kobe feel like old friends, and I'm confident I'm not only um, I'm not the only listener who feels that way. I pray for them, and I'm so thankful for the gift of time and dedication they bring to the podcast. For any couple in recovery, this is a must-have in your arsenal of resources. Very kind, and I uh, wish you guys the very best with um, with recovery. But I'm glad you guys get to do that. Yeah, and appreciate your prayers as well. Yeah, totally. Thank you for sure. Yeah. Okay, how do we uh, how do we drill down on the most underrated essential skill, skill for recovery? recovery? Yeah. Well, let's start this way, Kobe. Okay. So, um, you guys should have seen Kobe and I trying to come up with a question <laughs> for this. It's pretty laughable. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag mm-hmm. and just say the the skill is curiosity. Yes. And but the reason why we had such a hard time coming, wh- wh- why do we have such a hard time coming just up with the question? Nothing alluring or sexy about curiosity curiosity like, hey let's talk about curiosity who wants to be curious it's like oh that that that's it so hopefully we've baited you in uh-huh. um by <laughs> by the question that we asked because curiosity is cool yeah and curiosity is important and really really essential for yeah. recovery i think the kind of the general notion about curiosity is it killed the cat <laughs> I don't know. I'm just because I'm just thinking through my own. That life. joke it's was like, too easy, Kobe. Was. That's it not was even totally funny. too easy. But I think that's why it's so underrated because we always attribute it to something that gets the cat in trouble, or it's like, oh, that's just like I don't want to be curious about that or whatever. All right, Kobe. So, so why? Like, what are the results of being a curious person, and why is it so essential and so important? Where where does it actually like come into play in, in your life? I mean, I think that it comes. I mean, for me, I, I will say this: I didn't, I didn't understand um, curiosity, Brennan, probably for maybe even like a couple years into recovery. But, but what I didn't realize that I was doing is, is each like each week when I showed up to group, it it compelled me 
to be curious. To get curious. Right? And 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 about what? It it like topically during group processing with Amy, it was there was a topic here, right? It was like writing a letter to your addict self, um, talking about the drama triangle, talking about shame, uh, talking about father wounds and so like all those topics were presented to me. And then I had to take those topics and I had to process on what my own experience was with, okay. with each of those. Does that make sense? So yeah. while, so for instance, probably that we're, if I'm really being honest, the, the, when my mind was opened to being curious without knowing it is when we were um, learning about shame originally. This is like within like the first six months of recovery. Once, once we would learn about shame, in our groups and we'd go home, we would talk, Ash and I would talk with each other and say, hey, this is how I was curious about what her experience was in, in, in learning about shame because it made me curious about how shame showed up in my family, right? Right, in my relationships with my parents, with my siblings, with my grandparents. And those were like the early seeds of, of curiosity for me. And, and every, so every week I was like, being curious in group I was also being curious every week in my one-on-one -on -one session. I was being curious when I went to 12 step and I didn't understand how curiosity worked, but each night I checked in and each night I do check in. It's, it, it's curiosity at work. Okay. So, okay. Back up a little bit, Kobe. Okay. So curiosity at work, checking in, doing group work. It's all about getting curious. Mm -hmm. But so if we, if we really talk about what is curiosity, and if we if we were to break it down, mm -hmm. um, in my mind, in my therapist mind, this okay. is what I'm thinking. Um, we have two sides of our brain. We have our our logical, rational side, okay. and we have our emotional side to our brain. Okay. Um, when we are way too far in either side of that brain, we're not curious. So let me explain. Wait, wait. Say that again. If we're way too far into our rational mind, or way too far in our emotional mind. We're not in our curious mind. Oh, that's a very curious statement. <laughs> well, because if really, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to say that. That was super. Yes. But but if <laughs> if we're if we're stuck in our rationale, then we're not connected to our being. We're not connected to our response and our reaction yeah. to the world. We're just scientific. It's just okay. Boom. If we're stuck in our emotional mind, then we're we're hijacked emotionally and we're just we're just ready to fight flight or freeze we're yeah. we're reacting we're doing behaviors totally. and what our mind isn't doing is slowing down and saying hang on here what's actually going on yeah um and so a curious mind is a mind that is mindful of reality okay. of, of what's going on okay. in that present moment curiosity is all about mindfulness um but also you're a mindful about um, your internal feelings. It's you're, you're mindful about what your reaction, who you are as an individual, how you respond to the world. Why do you respond different than other people? Um, why does that trigger really matter to you? Why does it not matter to you? Um, or if you're curious with a partner, you're mindful about their internal world. What's going on with them? Why do they respond in a certain way? Who are they? Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yeah, if you're hijacked emotionally or you or you're totally shut down emotionally, what you're not is curious. So curious curiosity is is about wonder. It's about stopping for a moment and checking in with yourself inside of you 
as to how you're responding to reality. So you have to be grounded in reality enough mm -hmm. to see it, mm -hmm. but then also be willing to really, really check in and notice and pay attention to how you're responding to things. But what happens if what I think about makes me a little uncomfortable, makes me a little even scared? Okay, so let's say you have a sexual trigger. Okay. And you're taught in church that you shouldn't have that sexual trigger. Yes. So the old kind of shame-based thinking is just shut it off, stop it, knock it off, don't do that. Okay. Um, that's bad, right? Okay. And so if you reject that sexual trigger uh -huh. or that thought yeah. without getting mindful or curious, yeah. you're actually going to feed that trigger mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because you're not dealing with it. Yeah. You're just, you're giving it more power by just rejecting it. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh, you're giving it more power by just rejecting yeah. it. Like, I'm going to give it more power as I dig my heels in to try to stop it. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like when I'm trying to stop eating chocolate, and it's like, <laughs> I see the chocolate, I'm like, don't eat the chocolate, don't, it's a, and that chocolate just starts pulsating. I think those just, three uh, words really belong in the same sentence. Don't eat the chocolate? Stop uh, eating <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a bad rumor. <laughs> but, but if I were to, but, but let's, let's take this example and let's use curiosity for, okay. for a minute. Let's say I see the chocolate and I'm thinking, okay, I interesting. I really want to eat that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Why does my body want that? Yeah. Um, hmm. What am I feeling emotionally right now? I'm bored. I'm stressed. I'm tired. Okay. And chocolate would feel good. It would give me give me a hit of sugar and it would make me feel good. So there's no wonder that I want to eat that chocolate right mm -hmm. now. Okay. I haven't eaten the chocolate yet. Right. Um, but now I've gone through this internal dialogue and this mm -hmm. curiosity that's actually giving me power to work through the trigger okay. and decide what I want to do. So, so, so decide what you want to do, meaning like I'm not going to make the decision on whether or not I'm going to eat chocolate because I'm too far into my emotional mind? Yeah, I might do that. Oh. Like if I'm too far in my emotional mind about like, I just need some chocolate, then I, it's harder to be curious is what you're saying. Yeah, well, yes, because if I'm way in my emotional mind, I'm just going to want to numb it out. I'm just yes. going to want to just take that and eat it and quickly okay. be done with it, right? But if I'm willing to sit in, in, if I'm willing to sit in, let's just call this the gray, and I don't know why, because I'm just thinking like black and white, like emotional mind, rash, like emotional mind and the logical mind. Right, right, right. And again, what you said is if you're too far in one side or the other, right, then it's harder to be curious. To be in your wise mind and curious as to what's going on. Okay, so how do I do that then, Brandon? How do you, how do you get into that how do I, how do, Yeah, how do I recognize, number one, okay, I'm too far in one side or the other. Okay. And in order to be curious, I've got to move towards the middle a little bit more. Okay, let me give you some rules to okay. get there, okay? And, and these things work if you work them. But, but you, first and foremost, need to withhold and get rid of judgment. Because you're not going to be curious if you're judgmental of yourself or others. Okay. It will kill curiosity. Like, for instance, why did I get, why did I feel stimulated when I drove on the freeway and saw a particular billboard? Yeah, and let's say that you're now going down that that spiral of of shame okay. about that trigger. You know, yeah. I, I'll never get better from my addiction. Yeah. I'll, God doesn't love me. My If my wife knew, she'd think I was disgusting and perverted, blah, 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 blah. So you are so far away from stopping and just getting curious uh -huh. about why does that billboard trigger you, wow. right? I'm just reliving what you're saying personally and remembering what it was like to, man, to be so hijacked 
by just self condemnation and judgment. Yes, 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 yes. Like, like the like I was already in this mind frame of like self condemnation and shame that all that that needed in order to get rolling again and to build momentum was stimuli. Right. Was yes. just a billboard. Just a little bit of a trigger. Just a little and bit. Boom. You were and off to the races away, yes, with it. Off to the races with yeah. it. Spike ran wild. That is so interesting just from a standpoint of like, I'm just seeing it as like the emotional side and the logical side and then the side in the middle. And I know for sure that what, what you're saying is true for me, Brandon, because all the, man, all the years that I would make decisions in recovery, they were all shame-based and they're all based upon me being like so far. <laughs> the emotional side, I couldn't see up from down. Exactly. I mean, if you think about, we, we talk about sexual triggers, you know, you drive past a billboard and yeah. next thing you know, you're condemning yourself to hell because you drove past that billboard, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, relationally, this happens all the time. You know, if I go home today and my wife says, hey, Brandon, uh, like, why do I always got to do the dishes? You never do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I meet that with curiosity, mm -hmm. Um, some real good could come out of that interaction. If I take that to self-condemnation and shame and self-judgment, mm -hmm. then what happens? Oh, man, then you're stuck. Not only you're stuck, but now you got to like crawl out of the pit that you just dug. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it could end up in resentment toward her. Mm -hmm. It could end up in real self-loathing for me. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a piece of crap husband who never does the dishes, who never, right? But if I stop and get curious, mm -hmm. and let's say I first get curious, like, okay, why am I triggered by her being critical about me doing the dishes? Yeah. Interesting. Where's that coming from for me? Totally. And then why, what's, what is it about her and her life? I want to get curious with her. Why is this so frustrating for her? Why would she speak to me that way about doing the dishes? Mm -hmm. Who is she? Where is she coming from? Mm -hmm. And I can actually see her and connect to her all because of curiosity. All those things can happen. Mm -hmm. But when there's judgment, when there's shame, it kills curiosity. Mm. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm thinking about my role as a parent right now, actually, which is really interesting. But I'm thinking about all the times that I would totally get so upset and angry and mad at Ellie, who was our youngest, who's she's going to be 11 next month and when she would be when she would lose her mind like after school or even as a kid not not even after school but just like when she would lose her mind because she was hangry yeah right it like before she could just stop yeah it's like no 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 no. you're going way too far this way what are you doing just stop all that eat a sandwich dang it yeah like, and i was just like i took personally the fact that Ellie was losing her mind and it didn't matter. I mean, if we were like three. So she's hangry and now it's triggering you. Yes. As a parent. Because I'm just like, parent we are in the store. Well, I'll give you a real life example, actually. Okay. We're in Target. She's four. She sees this gymnastics outfit that looks like a swimming suit. And she was just bent on having it. And she threw a fit in the store. And of course, it was like right near the front towards like all the cash register right, right. stuff. So everyone can everybody. See. Huge audience, right? Right. And so we finally buckled and principally, I felt like I was totally betraying myself as a parent, but I was like, wait, wait, let me be curious real quick. Okay. So that's Ellie, right? She yes. can just be totally hijacked and throw a fit. And what, what I failed to do for all that time, Brandon, is I own, well, I failed to, to evaluate, okay, what time of day or night is it? Right. What time of evening is it? Okay. So we're close to, we're, we're too far past lunch where she's hungry and she hasn't had a snack or we are too far past the snack and not and, and, and close to, the, to dinner and she hasn't had anything to eat. 
she's also a little bit tired and her sister's picking on her. Okay, so Kobe, you're totally leading into the second skill. So withhold judgment, the second skill is to get grounded in the now. So so in reality of what's actually going on. So when when you're in the store with Ellie and she's yeah. freaking out about the leotard or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> for you to, you know, go to your emotional mind, you're gonna, you know, you're thinking about what a bad father you are and how you're buckling and all, yeah. all these judgments. But when you're stopping and you're saying, okay, we're in the store, she hasn't eaten in yeah. however long. Yeah. Um, she's feeling this way. This is what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, you can slow down your emotional reaction and response because you're getting to the present moment. Okay. So it's it's helpful. Something that's really helpful with this is is real tangible things. So to ground yourself. So you know, like, like for example, um, I've, I, I used to do this relapse prevention tool where if somebody was really triggered to look at porn or masturbate or whatever, um, I would have them, you know, get up and out of bed, do some breathing exercises to, okay. to help ground them in the moment. Okay. If the trigger didn't go away, one thing that we do is have them go take a, an ice cube out of the freezer mm -hmm. and hold it in their hand until it melted. Yeah. Now think about it, that's a weird thing, right? Yeah. But what am I doing? You're. It sounds like what you're doing is is you're bringing them towards the middle. You're bringing them um, out of like this deep, deep emotional, shame-filled mind. Yes. And you're using this discomfort from this ice, even this pain from this ice, to snap out of such a deep place in the emotional mind, so you can start being curious in the present moment. That's it. The, the whole point of the the ice, mm -hmm. and I've, I've even I've also told people, hey, like say a prayer, but say it on your knees on the concrete. Mm. Like I'm not, I, I don't want people to do self-harm. That's yeah, not yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But the point is, is ground yourself, okay. feel what's happening in that moment. So use your senses to ground yourself in that moment okay. to, to get your mind to catch up to, yeah. to, to the reality. So, so you're not caught in the emotional response that, where you're almost in a behavior because you've yeah. been in those emotions yeah. for so long. You're now in a, in a very natural response in that present moment because you're very much feeling it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So that, that's why breathing is, is such a tool for, for recovery because our breath is the present moment it is happening right now so when you focus on your breath mm. we're all breathing right now hopefully yeah. we're, we're at some stage of breathing <laughs> right. right now right yeah. yeah 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 and so when you're focused just on thinking about your breath in a mindful way you are in the present moment okay so what i'm hearing is just super awesome and these are all things brandon i wish i would have had like from the from the go as a kid but the thing, the big message, I'm hearing like the, the, the methods that you're talking about, but it sounds like what the, the big objective is to connect to where I am, like physically in the moment, where I am maybe even more emotionally or mentally, and, and then also um, connect to what my environment is and um, how that is affecting me, yes. which includes like maybe even like where I am whether it's at work, at home, maybe in a specific room or whatever, who I'm with, whether it's kids, right. my partner, my family, or, you know, coworker. And are you saying that all these factors are part of the equation of being present? Do, do, you, do you know 
what the di- like what what's the difference between you and an alligator? Um, that's curious. <laughs> How should I bring that? <laughs> Uh, what's the difference? Uh, you and I can alligator. eat continental style <laughs> <laughs> with utensils. <laughs> so here's the thing: you have a part about you that's totally like an alligator. Mm-hmm. Um, you have what's called your reptilian brain. Okay. So your reptilian brain is that animalistic side to all of us, where it's like, oh, I smell a hamburger eat i want yeah. to eat whap i eat it yeah sex i want to have it bam let's do it yeah um uh, so it's that instinctual automatic response boom yes like that, yes so so a reptilian brain an alligator it doesn't really th- think through things it instinctually reacts and survives on its instincts okay it just goes right okay now we as humans luckily we have this other part of our brain mm-hmm. it's 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 up in the front part of our brain. It's our frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's our mammalian brain. So it's the part of us that can say, okay, um, there, you know, well, Viktor Frankl's famous quote, there's a space between stimulus and response where we have power to choose. Mm. And so that, that really encompasses what the mammalian brain can do. I can say hamburger right in front of me smells good. Um, my body would like to eat it, but you know what? I already ate two hamburgers earlier. Yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm not going to eat that even though my body's telling me that I should. Okay. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's relate this back to curiosity for okay. a second. Um, wife gives you a bad look. Daughter freaks out in a store. Um, you see the billboard, whatever your reptilian brain's going to say, do just boom, go. Yeah. yeah. Curiosity is the tool that's, uh, that, that makes it possible for you to say, reptilian brain, I see you. Yeah. That's curious. I, I notice you. And I'm going to slow that down and I'm going to choose my response. Yeah. So it, the curiosity is the key tool between stimulus and response to be able to choose your behavior. That's so right? beautiful. That's so beautiful. But if we, I mean, this is, this goes into very very much the the whole idea of recovery being very much um a skill set that demands mindfulness yes but i would also say it it demands curiosity and i i i have to say this brandon because most people that i work with and i would probably say in large part most people who are listening to this right now are are people who are going to hear what we're saying and they're going to say, all right, like it's going to be okay for me to be curious in my personal life, but it's going to be hard. But my guess is, is that most people listening to this are already really good at being curious in their professional setting or their academic setting where they have the skill set and they don't even realize that they do. Right. They're looking at numbers at work or totally. how to solve a certain problem and, and they're curious about it. A and specific campaign, it and, like how did this work? Right. Why didn't it work? Like what, like when I fought, fought, I, I fought wildland fire for the BLM out of college and we'd always have this after action review after a fire and we'd walk through like, okay, let's evaluate how do we do here with the first response and, you know, watching the lines over here and how do we do it? Anyways, that's what... Like that's that's. I never it. knew you were a firefighter. A wildland firefighter, yeah, yeah dude. Wow. It was like, I, I was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Brazilian waxes. I mean, I never know what you're gonna pull out of your hat, Kobe. <laughs> is it my hat or is it my? Okay, don't answer that. But but I think that. Um, but again, being able to be 
really being able to to just stop and say, okay, I have this skill set, and I actually am curious at work, in my job, in academics, whatever your role is, even as a, even as a parent, if you stay at home and you care for your kids, no matter if you're male or female, you're you're doing that. And, right. and so that's why I'm like, this is one of those life skills that, that recovery demands. But it also, remember, most of you are probably already using this skill in another arena in life. You just haven't figured out how to bridge the gap between the two. Is that a fair statement, would you say? Yeah, I, I would say that, that most people, when we say curiosity, uh -huh. they understand what that means. Yeah. Um, but some people are a lot better at it than others. So, mm. so I, I, it is a skill. Okay. It's a skill to be able to stop in any moment and get curious okay. and and it's a skill that you can develop and get much better at mm -hmm. um so like for example with my wife i'm i'm much more curious now with her than mm. i was when we first got married okay when we first got married it was reactionary it was boom it was automatic and now she'll say something or do something and she's much more curious with me as well mm. um which just really really improves our relationship right um, but that has taken practice. It's taken learning how unmindful we were, how mm. judgmental we were, mm. how not grounded in the moment we were yeah. um, to actually start to get curious. Um, and with our kids, when oh, we're first man. parents, it's yeah. like, you were just reactionary, but then you learn how to slow it down, get curious with your child. Yeah. Um, but it is a skill that takes practice. <sighs> and if you can strengthen your mammalian brain. So if you can practice mindfulness every day, yeah. believe it or not, doing yoga will help you be more curious. Um, meditating will help you be more curious. MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction, will help you be more Absolutely. curious. Absolutely. Breathing for three minutes a day. Because what you're working out that, that muscle in yeah. your brain that learns how to ground and get centered to, to the, the present moment of what's going on. Oh, I love it. So, so that will help you in those moments when you're really triggered. Yes. The trigger comes and you can stop and say, okay, like I want to, I want to stop and get curious about this. Yeah. So I guess when I'm looking at this going like, okay, so let's just kind of formulate um, a little list of things that, that listeners can run through okay. when they're in a moment where they realize, okay, I could potentially be curious. Here. Okay. First thing first. Okay. Let's start with this list. First thing is start to notice your emotions and your emotional response. Yes. So like the feelings will that you, that you guys talk about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, an example of curiosity is to start to put words to what you're actually feeling. It's okay. helpful when you can acknowledge and say, Oh, I'm feeling angry right now. Mm -hmm. That's definitely anger. Yes. I can notice that that's anger. Keep all this in mind too. You guys, we got we got this all has to live under the umbrella of I'm not going to judge myself. Well, and that's the second right? step, right? So notice my emotion, don't judge myself. Yeah. And it, it, acceptance is key in that moment. I'm going to yeah. accept whatever it is, whatever I'm feeling with non-judgment and self-compassion. I'm just going to accept that. Is it like our body maybe maybe it would be easier in this in this way, Brandon. My body keeps the score, right? Right? So if my body's telling me, and oftentimes my emotions totally like my feelings are co correspond with my, with my body physically. Like I will feel emotions in different parts of my body. Like when I get really upset, my, I feel it in my jaw cause my teeth clench. Yes. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And, um, when I feel really sad or hurt, I feel it in my chest. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I think it, uh, what I'm hearing That's from you is That's almost one like, step before the emotion. I'm glad you brought that up, Kobe. Because we really do. It tap, registers in our Tap body. into the physical. 
T- yeah. Totally tapping. Like, why am I clenching? Yes. Why am I wanting wanting to run out the door right now? Yeah. Why can't I face this issue right why now? Why do I want to punch my partner in the face right now? Yeah. Right. Like, or why do I feel that is. way? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why is my Why is my face so red? Yeah. Right. Like, why is my heart pounding? But I'm noticing how flush I am. How hot my face is getting. Oh, yeah. Why Why is that happening? And um, so so don't. That, that's exactly why I'm saying. Like I brought that up is because like, if your body's talking to you without words. Listen to it. Listen. Don't judge Listen. your body. Your body, like your body's trying to communicate with you. Yes. So if we judge the communication from ourselves, it's like rejecting ourselves. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So notice the cues. Okay. Your bo- and your, your body's communicating non-verbally. Yeah. Notice it. Yeah. yeah. And then put words to it. Then then add, oh, I, I'm my, my face is red. My fists are clenched. I'm feeling angry. Mm-hmm. That's anger to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't judge the anger. Accept it. Like it's okay. okay. I'm feeling angry. Now now you want to ask yourself something. Okay. You want to ask yourself, okay, I'm 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 aware of what's going on here. Right. I know why I'm angry. Yeah. Um, I have two options. I can act on this anger right now, or I can do the opposite of what this anger is telling me to do. So maybe the anger is telling me to punch you in the face, Cody. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, maybe that wouldn't be the most effective thing. Mm-hmm. So my reptilian brain is saying, punch Kobe in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get curious. Why do I want to punch Kobe in the face? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He said this. He said that. It mm-hmm. triggered this inside of me. Um, I realize why I respond so strongly to, to that. Like, sure. I'm very curious of that. Okay. And then I can say to myself, okay, like, I'd like to punch Kobe in the face, but it wouldn't be the most effective thing right now. Yeah. What I'm going to do instead is let him know verbally mm-hmm. how that didn't work for me yeah. and why I can't continue this interaction. Yeah. And then I'm going to walk away. And and so that's what I'm talking about, that space between stimulus and response. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so because of the curiosity, because of it, I'm able to choose that. Mm. If I didn't have the curiosity, the groundedness in the reality, yeah. then I'd just be punching you in the face, Kobe. Yeah, that's so, so, so interesting. And um, because I'm just, I'm seeing it, Brandon, like in my mind's eye, like I'm seeing it in my head of like, wow all those times and I can't help but go to this um, this whole like for instance with the girls now since that happened with Ellie the reference I, I made earlier to the whole target thing now what that's taught us is to be curious when when she comes home from school you never know what we're gonna get from Ellie right she's always typically tired and sleepy and she's almost always hungry so we'll have like a snack like ready to go because we have been curious enough in the past. You know, you know. That about what, yeah, how our body's gonna be. So right. we're looking at like the the time of day or night. We're also looking at um, how hungry she is or isn't, how thirsty she is or isn't, right. how overloaded she was from school. Lucy right. oftentimes is really funny. Lucy's totally this extrovert, like when, she, when she's with friends. But at home, she's more like, I need some dance space and I don't right. wanna talk to you right now. And so what that's telling me is, is that Lucy's not saying, dad, you know, take a hike. Like she's saying, I literally am overstimulated. I need, I need a to, break. I need a break. Yes. I need to calm down. And I don't want to talk, right. nor do I want anybody to talk to me. Right. Yes. And, and so that's a situation where it's like, I can be really curious as a dad. And if I'm curious, it lets me out of being butthurt. Yes. That my daughter's telling me to like stop talking to right. me. Right, right. Because right? you're curious about who she is, totally. why she is the way she is. Yes. You're aware of that. And 
Because, and I can be totally cool with her saying exactly. that. Right? Because I would want that if I was overstimulated. It's like, look, absolutely. I need a break. And, and the cool part about this is, is that, um, Brandon, if we really stop and evaluate ourselves, like we evaluate maybe our partner or our kids, right? Like I just talked about like Ellie coming home being hungry. Right. Or I know that if she's overtired, like in the nighttime, it's going to be really bad. But I also know she doesn't get enough sleep tonight. I will pay dearly. <laughs> tomorrow right right right. so yes so so all of this little analysis about ellie has totally come from me having a really horrible experience <laughs> and expecting her to act in a way that that her body is, is just not going to do so right. i had to be curious to figure out what's the right way and to respond and yes, yes exactly how can i look ahead and plan or anticipate when i need to gather data from previous experiences to leverage now here yes. in this moment and i if if i'm not curious then I will just beat my head against the wall. Like, why are you so fussy? Why are you so angry? I didn't do anything to you. And she's like, dude, I need a snack. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's that easy. It yes. is. But I think we can be that connected with ourselves to yes. understand what we need. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If I know that going to work and working with Johnny Lunch Bucket is really challenging for me, but I got to have like an offsite with him for two days. Right. I have to be curious about what I need to effectively manage that. Yes. So that when I come home, I don't take it out on... You know the family yes you know what i mean so so here's the thing um there there's good news and bad news here <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> yeah so okay. if you want to get good at regulating your emotions mm -hmm. um it, here's the good news um if you want to get good at regulating your emotions and you also want to um be able to avoid relapse mm -hmm. it's the same skill so oh that's, say that again that, that's that's really good if you want to get good at uh, regulating your emotions and you and you want to avoid relapse relapse prevention tools and skills it's the same skill it's the same part of your brain so it's it's getting mindful it's getting curious yeah. um and then it's choosing your behavior right yeah. um it's the same thing with betrayal trauma fear triggers when you're caught in the fear cycle yeah um, when you're caught in that fear cycle if you if you can stop and get curious you can get yourself out of that cycle mm -hmm. If you don't, then you're going to go through the process of of acting in fear and control and ending up in shame and despair, mm -hmm. um, so, over and over and over in that cycle yeah. until you can step out of the cycle. That's that's one area where recovery of sex addiction and betrayal trauma overlap okay. is is that control having control of your brain rather yeah. than your brain having control of you. So learning those skills and mm -hmm. getting out of that emotional mind. Okay. So, but a lot of times people don't think about it. They don't think about okay, seeing the billboard and being triggered sexually yeah. is similar to me being stressed and bored mm -hmm. and what I do with my stress and my boredom. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the same skill. The thing about sex is if I'm triggered sexually, mm -hmm. there's usually a lot more self-judgment and condemnation. Oh, and so totally. it's harder to get curious Thousand with sexual percent. triggers as yes. it is with with others. That's so, so great. Like, yeah. but see, to know that, like you guys, this is exactly why we say like find specialized help because what you just described, Brandon, is a key function of recovery. And that has come to you by years of experience as well as specialized training. And that's when you're going to benefit the most. And, and when you have someone, a therapist, a competent therapist who specializes, who gets it, they will allow they will facilitate curiosity with yes, you yes they will give you things to be thinking they about. won't feed self-rejection no. to try to control your behaviors no they'll teach you how to be mindful and curious that was that was a man that was imperative 
um, foundational work for Ashlyn and I yeah. is being able to like group and, and, and therapy. Holy cow. That, that was the starting point for me for being really curious because it's not guys think about it this way. Like addiction is just a symptom of deep wounds. It's a, it's a symptom of attachment, an attachment disorder, but, but it's, but it belies wounds that, that are underneath the surface those wounds and those hurts are still there. And guess what? As we become curious about recovery and the symptoms of the wounds underneath, then we can take that curiosity from recovery and we can start applying it to the healing process from within. Yes. About the deep wounds. Yes. And get That's down why, to the roots of yes, things. Yes. Yes. And this is exactly why, Brandon, I would never, I would, I would never wish addiction on anyone. Right because it's so hard. It is so lonely, but I would wish recovery on every person right. because that's been the path that I've been able to make up for lost emotional, it's it lost emotional growth. Yes. Like yes. that's facilitated the learning that I, of the things that I never had. Yes. Yeah. As, as a kid, as an adolescent, as an adult. Yeah. And that's why recovery is so beautiful. And that's why recovery skills they're meant to help yes. on the inside, Brent, yes. and to heal the wounds. It, that, and, that's where curiosity can take you. Yeah. It can take you to those depths of healing, um, rather than just in the moment, just in the moment of, I don't want to do that behavior, but to, to dig deep, deep down and say, who am I and yeah. why? Why am I the way that I am? Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's incredible to me. EMDR, mm -hmm. basically, oh if you were to boil it down, though, Kobe, it's... It's a modality that therapists use to help people get curious. That's all mm. it is. All, all we do is... Because it is uh, like a reveal, isn't it? Like layer just, by layer? Just get curious with like, oh, go with that. Notice yeah. that. What are you noticing? Mm. What are you noticing in your body? Go with Where that. Where are you noticing Where it? Where are you body? noticing it? What are you noticing with your thoughts? Oh, what, that's, that's what we say the most in EMDR is what's coming up? Yeah. What are you noticing? And, and the the whole thing is just about tapping into what's going on inside of you yeah. and getting curious about yourself. And what do you know? That's healing thousands of people. Yeah. Just getting curious. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that's, that's a beautiful way to capture it. That's yeah. a beautiful way to capture it. And uh, this is exactly why curiosity is the most underrated essential skill. Curiosity is cool. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's legit. And, and I think here's what's really cool is a very simple, I guess, measure that can be taken by individuals to, to change family culture, to foster curiosity about regular stuff. Yes. Then just ask, oh, I'm curious. Yeah. Johnny, tell me, tell me why you like, you know, Barney. Right. Tell me why you like, and I'm showing my age right now, right? Tell me what, what do you love about Yo Gabba Gabba? <laughs> right? <laughs> or or uh, emotional too. It's it's like, wow, like I can see that you're really like amped up about that. Yeah. Why, why do you, why are you? Instead of saying something to your kid, like knock it off. Yeah. Like, stop being such an angry jerk. Like what like, I would do with quit Ellie it. when she was yeah. angry. And I totally wouldn't deny exactly. the fact that it's like this poor girl needs to snack. Teach them curiosity by opening that <laughs> yes. space up for them. About all To tap into themselves. Yes. Yes. And, and we, but that also demands though, that we honor the same rules with our kids or our partners, our partners that we can't judge them 
Yes. For what they've done. In in the process of being curious with someone else. No, you can't show we up can't, Exactly. And you can't have an agenda either. Yes. And and this was actually this was this connected to thought that I had that was that was really based on what you just said, or not what you said earlier, and that is when we're curious. I want to be really, really clear on this because this is dangerous ground for 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 those who are hijacked, whether it's the betrayed or the addicted. Okay. The trap is the real scary trap on this, not scary, but the real trap on this is, is we want to, we, we don't want to be curious about our partner. We want to be curious about, about our partner, but we don't want to be curious about why is my partner making this mistake here? Why is my partner not doing their part? Why is my, like, right, we right, have right. to be curious about no. ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. This is about us rather than if we're pointing fingers. Well, the way you say why is what, like, why aren't they is different than why aren't they. Yes. Right? So a curious tone is much more inquisitive You can be curious about that, but if Not it's victim. curious, yeah, if yes. it's curious to the, to the extent of trying to prove your partners how they're wrong or like, oh, yeah, this is why you thought that because, right. you know, you, curiosity will serve us. And curiosity must be about us, and sometimes that goes into the relationships that are that are relevant for us. Right. But it has to be about us. Right. At the end of the day. Yes. But curiosity. Yeah, it's cool, like you said. Yep. Okay, guys, appreciate you uh, being here and listening. And yeah. Thanks. Share this episode, and um, go ahead and rate and review. We'd love to hear from you because it might be the the next the next review. It seriously, it might be yours that we read. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, See guys. Peace out.